Blog Talk Radio. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, the dates, the locations, the platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we will get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, When we get to the end of the broadcast, we will give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Now, if you would, join your hearts with me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time and this place because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, Quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. 
cause us to grow into the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, we have part five of a a teaching uh, that we call uh, an elevated life. And our life has been elevated, made easy. It has been completed by that which Jesus did at Calvary. You know, it's good because we no longer have to fight for or find our own provision because the blessing is seeking us out. And it's doing that by commandment. Goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life. That's just so good you think about that. I mean, this is uh, not a temporary situation. He said goodness and mercy is going to be following me all the days. Trying to, the blessings come up on me and overtake me. That's what it says in um, Deuteronomy chapter 28. He daily loads us, excuse me, he daily loaded us down with benefits. Loaded us, not down, I did that again. He loaded us with benefits. I've, 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 I've been accustomed to saying loaded us down, but uh, down has the connotation of something that's heavy. God brings to our life, Jesus said, uh, uh, my burden is easy, light. So then it's not going to be something hard or cumbersome. It's going to be easy to manage. See, I, I, I'm trying to uh, renew my mind in thinking because I I don't want to uh, make the things that God is wanting to do hard for me to achieve. See? So if I'm loaded down, then I might have a complaint about uh, what to do with all these blessings, Lord. <laughs> but what we need to do is to say, okay, Lord, you are expanding, enlarging. Okay, and it's just good to know that that's what God wants to do with us. He's created us so that we can enjoy full. Okay, we were those that were invited into His fullness. First, in the book of the first chapter of the book of John, Saint John, it says that of His fullness has have we all received grace for grace of His what of His fullness. See, so God is interested in us uh, functioning in fullness. We should not have a partial anything, a little anything. He, he wants us to, he's invited us into an abundant life. In fact, he said the life that we are supposed to go into is a life that's more abundant. Okay? So that when we understand how to correctly think of the life that we've been called to, the elevated life, see, we're not scratching and clawing. Um, Last week we, we, we said this, and it's worth repeating. God has called us into greater. He didn't call us into better. He called us into greater. Better has the connotation that I'm comparing, okay, that I have to judge. And, and if I'm going to do that, then I'm limited by what I perceive or understand. 
greater is simply more abundant than I have right now. See, it's not compared to I'm doing better than them. I'm doing better than I used to do. I mean, I've heard people say those things, and I understand what they're meaning, but that confession also locks you into a a place where you have to compare. 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 13 says that we are not of those that compare themselves among themselves or by themselves. For those that do that, he said, that's not wise. It's not good for you to to, uh, state your position and then try to have everybody else come under, be subservient to you and your position. That's not what we're called to. We're called to the place where unity flows. See, that's where a commanded blessing is. In unity, in the place where expansion can take over. Okay? See, then it's not about what I know and what I can do. It's never been about what I know and what I can do. That speaks of pride. And God resists the proud, but he gives more grace. Come on, listen at it. He gives more grace to the humble. Hmm. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. He didn't want to exalt you so that you can lord over someone else. He wanted to expand you so that the the gospel of the kingdom can easily be seen, readily seen. Come on, y'all. And I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Okay. As he lifts you up, your job is to draw men unto him. It is not to draw men unto you. It is not to cause you to have uh, all the attention. John the Baptist had to come to that place that he said, my job is to decrease so that you can increase. See, this is an elevated life. And I guess what we do is we take the the, the, the promise of an elevated life and we uh, uh, subjugate it to what we already know, see? And if you do that, again, you lock yourself out of the flow of God. Oh, Lord. You don't lock yourself out of the blessing because he's going to daily cause blessings to come upon you. He's going to load you with benefits daily. So you can't be separated from that, but you can be separated from the flow. What does he want you to do with the blessing? That's what he he came to to Abraham, and he gave Abraham the understanding. I will bless you. I will empower you to prosper, Abraham. And why am I going to do that? So that you can be a blessing. I will make your name great, is what he told Abraham. See, again, we were not called to better. We were called to greater. Amen. When you are... Our, our understanding that you're called to greater, then there are no limits put on greater. Greater is very simply greater. It didn't have to be greater than. It's simply greater. And he called you to that so that when there is something that is needed in the earth, he can allow you to let it flow out of you because you've been invited to greater. See, because when I think I'm invited only to better, then I'm not going to release quickly that which I have because then if I release what I have, I will no longer be better, will I? See, these are the things. We have been uh, invited into an elevated life. 
a life that has no limits. He's able to deliver by many or by few. He knows no limits or no restraints. But it's up to you. If you want to live a, a, a better life and that's all you think you want, then he's going to allow you to stay in better, even though he called you to greater. He called you into abundance, more than enough. That El Shaddai, he's the God that's more than enough. He's not the, just the God that's enough. And sometimes in our thinking, we go to the place where we just want him to be the God of enough. I paid rent. I paid that bill. Okay? That's your thinking from the perspective of him just being the God that is enough. But El Shaddai is the God that's more than enough. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can dare ask or think according to the power that works in you. See, this is where you should live, beloved. See, he's invited you into that so that all can be released through your life, not just to your life, but through your life. And, and, and I love the word all because it means all, and that's all it means. See, there, there was no place that I can't enter into if I have already decided to live in all. Amen. He, he took off all of the, uh, the restraints, all of the limitations. He, again, we are to live by the fullness of God. I think about these things a, a, a lot. Uh, going back to what, what happened with uh, Solomon, because Solomon, uh, just one prayer, oh, Lord Jesus, one prayer is what Solomon prayed, and that prayer, the answer to that prayer, please hear this, the answer to that prayer lasted generations. It lasted even past uh, Solomon's life. Amen. <laughs> it, it, it lasted to the point where uh, as, as God wanted to, to bless uh, the people that were coming next, he was able to do that. Why? Because he entered into all. It, it was so dynamic that um, what happened uh, for Samuel is he said, I want to build a king. I want to take care of your people. I, I, I want to do the thing that's that's right by you, God. And so then God answered his prayer in such a way that he said that when they counted up, when they tried to count all of the things that were necessary for uh, Solomon to, to use for the temple, the Bible says that they counted the gold, but they didn't even bother to count the silver. The silver was uh, stored in heaps outside the city, okay? It, it, it couldn't even be counted. It was so much. This is the one prayer, one prayer that he prayed. And God saw fit to make sure that he would be blessed and his children's children would be blessed. I mean, just get that. See, it was more than enough. He was not just the God that was enough, 
that at the end of the building of the temple, they just said, Woo, I'm glad we made it. We barely made it. No, 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 no. See, he wants to allow us to enter into. It's not a sin for us to have the abundance. Jesus said that's the reason he came. The problem is when pride is connected to it, we don't stop the flow of God. Again, the blessings and the flow are different. Okay? He wants blessings to come upon you and overtake you. We've got to get to the place where our heart can receive the all that God has called us to. These are the elevated benefits. Okay? I'm no longer thinking about just me and my foe and no more. He told Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless you and you shall be a blessing. In thee, come on, let's just hear all these things. In thee shall all of the nations be blessed. See, God's way of thinking is so much different than what we think. We just want to just kind of just get enough, just barely to make whatever we're going to make, rather than knowing, understanding that if I allow God to do the thing, it's going to take me to a dimension that is exceedingly above. Not just above. I guess above would be great, but he said it would be exceedingly above all that I can dare ask a thing. According to the power that works, in me. So then I guess the question that I would ask is, is that power working in you? Is it is it something that, 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 that you want to continue to allow the flow working in you? See, th- these are questions we're going to hear about an elevated life. And, beloved, all I'm doing is, is, is giving you scripture, Okay. I'm not trying to give you my viewpoint. I've been figured that out. My viewpoint ain't nothing. Okay. I have nothing that I can that I can give you that would bless you perpetually. But the word of God that I release that's in my life, oh, it can bless you from now on, because the word of God does not return void. Mm-mm-mm. Well, just I'll just kind of dig into that. He said it does not return void. He didn't say that the word of God only had a one-way trip, that it could only be used one way, one time. He said it will not return. So anytime, anytime you go to the bank, the word is good. All right, just so that you can kind of see that. Think about it practically. The word that he sent is going to still be active eons from now with the same exact power that it was released with. It will not return void. There are no NFS, insufficient funds, uh, on anything that God releases. See? So then we need to begin to think about that. Process our information from that position. That God has opened up to me an inexhaustible supply so that all of my need can be met. I need to sow. When I sow correctly, I'm causing God's heart to be uh, uh, joyful. God is not willing to do without a cheerful giver. And God is able to make available for this cheerful giver all Grace. 
And he says, this grace is going to abound. It's not just going to be there. Come on, y'all. This is going to be some grace that is more than enough. It deals with whatever situation and obliterates the situation because God is going to open up for us all grace. Please see that picture. At the end of your prayer, the amen, which means so be it, the amen for your prayer is that now I have entered into all grace abounding towards me. Glory to God. See? So I'm not just, I'm not not over here sweating bullets. (laughs) Okay? Because at the end of my prayer, there was dynamic power that was released. Dunamis power. See? We're going we're gonna to hope to get to some of that. See? He, he's caused you, in Ephesians, we'll just go and do a review and just try to get through. In Ephesians um, chapter 1, and you study it out, verses uh, 16 through 23. Well, actually, just the whole chapter. Because in verse 1, uh, in chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So that tells me right there, as we get started, you are double blessed. You are blessed from, you have grace from God and grace from Jesus. Peace from God and peace from Jesus. You are double blessed. Uh, and, And the blessing comes, the blessing means empowered to prosper. The blessing comes by the word of the Lord, by what he spoke. When in the beginning God said, let there be light, or actually in the original text it says, me be, light be. See? And so when he said light be, the light that we then begin to see, come on, y'all. When he said light be or me be, that light is still being seen today. Come on, the word cannot return to him void. That word be is still active, isn't it? Glory to God. And this is what you tapped into. This is what you have been invited into. This is the greater that covers your life. Amen. See? So so you, you're not just barely getting along, uh, hopefully, prayerfully getting your, 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 your request made known. No, 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 no. You've been invited into all fullness. Amen. See? And he's trying to, to cause us to think and live from the elevated life. Okay, it says that he made you sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then listen at it. This is what it says. We're going to read it in in, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, just so that you can see this. He's made you, he's raised us up. Verse 20, Ephesians chapter 1. Okay. Start at verse 16, because this is where it begins to get good. You're double blessed in verse 2. And all the way through, like I say, you read through 23, and you'll see some things about what God has already done. This is not what God is going to do. These references are going to come from a past tense position. Have done. Watch this. 
Verse 16. Uh, verse 15. Well, I'm telling you, I keep going back, back. I'm going to be back at two in a minute. Wherefore, verse 15, also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love that you have unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And this is my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory of the inheritance of the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. He set him at the right hand, and he's going to describe what that position that you've been elevated to. He says, far above, not barely above, far above all principality. And because the way English is understood, the the word all is going to also be transferred in whatever comes next. He says, above all principalities, above all power, above all might, above all dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath, past tense, put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, that filleth, that do what? That is the fullness of all, and he filleth in all. Come on, see, he's, he's taking fullness and taking it to another level. He wants he wants fullness to always be full. I hope you saw that. See? Which is the fullness of him that filleth. Glory to God. Okay? I'm going to just go right here just so that you can see this. Um, in verse 6 of chapter 2, all right, he's going to, again, this is one dissertation. This was He wasn't through speaking. Okay, we use chapter and verse for study purposes, but the message was still being uh, uh, delivered. All right, uh, you you need to understand that 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 it was not just uh, uh, get to uh, uh, the end of verse twenty three and he's through talking. He was still talking. Okay, and in verse six of chapter two, he says and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Wait a minute. Go back and see where Jesus has been seated. He's been seated far above all principality and power and all might and all dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. In other words, there's not a problem that you can face that Jesus has not already been made the head of, victorious over. There is not one problem that could ever come. He said, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. See? So really, there is no issue that uh, God has not addressed and Jesus has not answered. Not resolved. There cannot be one because he's, when he wrought this work in Christ Jesus, this is at Calvary, he said that he's been seated above all principalities, all power, all might, and all dominion, and every name. Okay? 
those are, are things that just encourage me because that tells me that whatever I'm facing has to come under the auspices or be included in all. I'm not bringing him some new thing because at Calvary, he dealt with everything. You hear the words that Jesus said. He said, it is uh-huh, finished. He didn't say it's half done, Father. I'll come back and fix the rest of it in a minute. No, he said, it's all done. The thing that, that the devil didn't know is now complete. It's really too late for the devil because I've already, the Bible says it was a mystery that was hid. It said if the devil had known what he was doing, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If he would have known what was going to be included, he would have said, oh, leave him alone. But since he didn't know, since the plan of God was hidden because uh, the devil is spiritually dead. Okay? Life, the Bible says, is in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. If the devil had known that he was messing with laws, he would have left Jesus alone. But he didn't. Pride blinds you. That's what the devil had functioning in him. He said, I will exalt my throne above that which God has. I will be above him. And then God said, well, because you did this, now you are cast down. You're going below the things that I created even after you were created. Yeah. Now, you're going to have to be subservient because he made Jesus to sit in heavenly places above all principalities. That's flat out dealing with the devil, isn't it? Amen. All principalities. See? So then you can't come up with something that God has not already given you the victory in. This is the elevated life that you've been invited into. And what would have to happen is we would need our understanding according to what he prayed. This was Paul's prayer. I pray that the understanding of that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you will know what is the hope of his calling, that you'll know what is the richest. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Go back over here. Look at that, look at that, look at that. Verse 18. This is the prayer, verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory. He says, I'm praying this so that you will know what you're connected to. The Father of glory. The devil has been called the father of lies. And we've spent a lot of time dealing with the lies that an illegal father has spoken over us, spoken to us. If the devil's talking, please know that what he's talking is a lie. Whatever he speaks, he speaks of a lie. Jesus said that. Whenever he's talking, he's lying because he speaks of his own. What is his own? That which he's the father of. He's the father of lies. Glory to God. But now God is inviting you. This is the prayer that, that Paul is confirming and releasing over us, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory. 
So then when I spend time, okay, let's, let's do this. When I spend time, when I become intimate with God, my intimacy is going to cause me to be pregnant. That's what happens when intimacy is executed. Life happens because of intimacy. A husband and a wife become intimate, and life is produced out of that intimacy. So then when I'm intimate with God in the place of prayer, in the place of worship, in the place of praise, then that intimacy produces life. And he says that the father of glory. Hallelujah. So what is God going to produce in me? When I spend time with him in intimacy, he's going to produce glory. He's going to release glory. Hallelujah. And the glory resolves every issue. Amen. The Bible even says about Jesus in Hebrews, I think it's chapter uh, 12 or 13. It says that he, no, it's chapter 2, sorry, chapter chapter 2, verse 9. It says that he tasted death by the grace of God, by the glory of God. So then everything that will ever come at us, glory resolves it. So then my job, then if you would, so that we can just see how these things work, my job would be in the intimate time with the Father, become pregnant with glory. Amen. See, we should not leave our prayer time uh, feeling the same way we did when we entered the prayer time. We should have released to God the things that are necessary so that he can impart. He cannot fill a full vessel. So when I empty in his presence, he's going to fill me or father in me glory. Hallelujah. I, I, I hope you can see that. This is the prayer that, 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 that Paul prayed. He says, I, I do not Cease to mention you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go back. We'll go back. We'll go back. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. How did God bring Jesus into the earth? He spoke by the Holy Ghost to Mary, and the Holy Ghost said that there was going to be, uh, the angel said to, to Mary, Gabriel said, that what's going to happen is you're going to be overshadowed with the power from on high. You're going to become intimate with God, Mary, overshadowed. And that holy thing that's on the inside of you that you've been made pregnant with, it's the exact same process. The Father of glory, the God of Jesus, is recreating in your born-again spirit glory because the glory is going to produce the victory needed for whatever the situation is. See, he's going to answer the need in your life by the glory (coughs) that God produces in intimacy. That's why it would not do us good to go into prayer time and, and, and complain, excuse me, about all the stuff I'm going through. It would be better for me to go in and become intimate with God through praise and worship because God is looking for those, seeking those that will worship him because God is a spirit. God is a spirit. 
Okay, he's not just an answer, a good goosebump and a feeling that says, okay, I talked to God. No, he's a spirit, and he wants to deal with you spirit to spirit so that out of that intimacy of praise and worship that he will deposit in your spirit, he will be the father of glory to you. Hallelujah. See, and as he fathers that glory, now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, since he fathered that glory, he's now going to teach you how to walk that glory into your life, into your existence. See, that's what happened with Jesus. The Bible says he grew with favor with man and with God. He grew in wisdom. He grew in it. See, even though he was born out of it, he then had to grow in it. It's the same process for us. See, you are completing him. One of the scriptures we might be able to get to today. But but you are, he made you anew. Now we have to walk in that newness. We have to begin to understand it so that we can then process that through all the situations that we would face. See, he's the father of glory. And we're the ones that are supposed to go from Glory to glory. <laughs> I hope you're seeing this, beloved. See? I mean, my, my spirit man is just jumping up and down right now. The answers that we need are in him, and he put them in us. That he needs for that to be opened up, the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. That I would, okay, say again, watch this, watch this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Ooh. Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you would know. The word know there is the same word we use for physical intimacy. And uh, Adam knew his wife. Amen. See? That you may know. Become intimate with it. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you disciplined, my disciples, in what you do, and you will know, become intimate with the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with will cause your freedom, will make you free, not set you free, will make you free. This is the process that God wants to do every time. He wants to have intimacy with you. He wants you to become pregnant so that he can father glory in your life, through your life. That, that you would come to the place where you learn. Oh, my God, my God. That you learn uh, what this intimacy is going to produce. That this intimacy with God in prayer and worship, in praise, is going to produce the, the things necessary to address whatever you're confronting. You will learn that, that, that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. It doesn't matter what the devil uh, sends my way. I'm going to then tell you what I'm going to do, devil. You are driving me back to the place where God is wanting to deposit, because of intimacy, my glory. If you would, the glory of God has a track record of whatever and zero. Amen. Even death could not stop glory. Please see that. Okay? 
even death could not stop glory because glory has a plan. Wow, mess God. Glory has a plan that lasts unto eternity. So even though after the succession of life that there's no more breath, glory was still involved because that's what caused Jesus to be raised from the dead because glory was not through with the situation. Oh, glory to God. Glory, his word cannot return void. Glory is still active. When it looks bad because of all of the things that are confronting you, when it looks that you can't, it's insurmountable. It doesn't matter. Glory is still working in you. He's the father of glory. Whew. Bless you, Jesus. See? So that's what's being developed in your spirit, man. That's what he's looking for. See, he's not looking for uh, your yo, yo, goody two-shoes, do the right thing. He's looking for glory to be uh, released to answer the challenge in front of you. Glory will meet every challenge. Amen. Doesn't matter. But I don't understand. You don't have to. Glory's working. Oh, yeah. See, all I need to do is go ahead and submit to the glory of God. Go, go dig deep so that the glory can be revealed. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the glory might be of the Father and not of us. See, I don't have to know a thing intellectually. I can have a thing revealed to me. Is that not what Jesus said? He said, Peter, you are blessed. Matthew 13, Peter, you are blessed. Why are you blessed? Because the Father has revealed this to you. And I tell you, Peter, that upon this rock, I will build my church. What rock is that? The rock of revelation, things that are revealed by the Father. And he says, I'm going to build my church upon this rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. See, so that which God releases in the time of intimacy, he says, that's a guaranteed thing, Peter. It cannot be altered. The gates of hell cannot prevail against that. I've given you a yes, and the yes in your spirit, the amen in your spirit, those are the things that's going to last no matter what the devil is putting in front of you. See? Because he's the father of glory. Glory to God, that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory. Did you just see that? He just told us that glory has riches. Amen. Okay, you have one challenge. That's good. I understand that. But God gave you multiple deposits of glory because glory has riches pluralized, if you would. So then while God is dealing, come on, y'all, while God is dealing with whatever you're facing, he also dealt at the same time with whatever is coming at you because it's riches. Hallelujah. Okay? That's why he's the God that's more than enough. He's dealing with your now and your yet to come. And he's dealing with that right now. Amen. 
because I have confidence then. The same God, come on, there you go, David, the same God that delivered me from the lion and the bear, the same God is going to deliver me in my now. I've already known what God can do. He's already delivered me from the lion, from the hand of the lion, the paw, from the mouth of the lion and the, and the uh, paw of the bear. He's already delivered me. And the same God that has already done this is going to take care of my yet to come. He's going to deliver. We ain't fought yet, Goliath. We haven't entered into battle yet, but I'm going by the strip. I come at you in the name of the uh, Lord of hosts. I'm not coming to you in my own strength. But the God that's already delivered me from the mouth of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he's going to deliver you into my hand this day. Okay? So it gives you confidence to know that, 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 that my answer has already been more than enough. It's sufficient. That's what he told Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. It, it's more than you would need, Paul. But it looks bad, God. This, this, this demon has been messing with me. This is the third time I've talked to you about it. And I told you the same time, same thing every time, Paul. I told you once, my grace is sufficient. You came back. And I told you again, my grace is sufficient. You came back. And I told you again, my grace is sufficient. So you finally got the revelation, did you, Paul, that it's going to be by the grace of God that I'm going to experience victory. Why? Because when he, in this time of intimacy, he fathered in me. Glory. Amen. And this glory, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, it says, this glory has riches. Mm. See, I told you, there is no possibility of insufficient funds. Okay, wow, wow. In the same book, Ephesians, over here in chapter 2, he said God is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. So do you not think that his glory has at least the same uh, a composite of riches that his mercy has? Come on, y'all. If glory is necessary for my perpetual victory, then the same measure that the, the, the mercy is in would be the same measure glory is in. He has Riches, exceeding great riches. So thank you, Lord, for the riches of glory that you've invited me into. That, that, that the riches cover every situation of my life. That when I come into a confrontation, I have rich glory for that. Thank you, Jesus. Not barely going to get it, I have rich glory. Again, the same way that Solomon had rich supply, that he didn't even bother to take an account of the silver. They took it up in heaps outside the city. It wasn't even protected, if you would. We try to protect, well, I got the gold, I'm going to put it in the, no, he, he didn't even bother to protect the silver. Our second most valuable currency that's exchanged daily, and he didn't even bother to count it. Riches of glory. Okay? These are the things that we have to put in the forefront of our mind because we've been invited to live the elevated life. Because the things that's we have allowed things to get so bad that it's going to take the abundance to resolve it. 
I mean, the Bible tells us that gross darkness is going to cover the earth. Gross darkness. Well, what do you address gross darkness with? You would have to address gross darkness with the riches of glory. It's not going to be done through a social program, beloved. It, it can't because the darkness is too thick. It's gross. So that God is asking us to step into our place, to step up to the position that we've been seated in, because our position is far above all principalities, all powers, all dominion. Come on. All might and every name that is named. See? Our position that he's made us sit together with him in, that's what we're going to have to draw on. And the good part about that is that even as we uh, get older day by day, that power has never diminished. That glory, the riches of this glory has never diminished. It's the same. Hallelujah. The more proficient you become at releasing that glory, that's probably where the challenge is for us. We don't know how to release that glory. It's there. It was deposited. You are you have entered into the fullness. So it's there. The challenge that we might have is how do you release it? See, it would be good, y'all, if we learn how to just be sloppy with the agape. Okay? We want to be, we want to have sloppy agape when it comes up. Oh, Lord, forgive me for all this stupid stuff that I did 27 times, sloppy agape. Well, let's be sloppy with it. Let's make sure it goes to everybody. Because the Bible says in the back of chapter 2, 14, it says that the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the, listen at it, of the glory of God the same way the waters cover the sea. He wants this uh, glory to be dispensed in a sloppy manner all over the place. Glory to God. See? It says that the knowledge of the glory is going to cover the earth, wow, wow, wow. So that tells me, just looking at it like this. So when we look at gross darkness, this is not the first time God dealt with gross darkness. Again, in the beginning, it said that darkness covered the face of the, come on, it covered the face of the deep. It was everywhere. It was gross. But God said, light be. And light came and darkness dispelled. Darkness then, glory to God, darkness then was put in a small location, wasn't it? It was separated. He separated the light from the darkness, and he called the darkness night. It was separated. It was put in a reserved place, wasn't it? Hallelujah. But he said, when we get to the place where we understand how to function, he says, this knowledge of the glory is going to cover the whole earth. That tells me all of the stuff and the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. That means all this mess is going to come under the rule and authority of Jesus. That's what he's waiting on us to do. He's waiting on us to recognize that we've been made to sit together in heavenly places far above. Take this glory that he's the father of and release that glory on purpose. Until that glory covers the face of the whole earth the same way the waters cover the sea. And you can't separate the water from the wet. You can't separate the water from the sea. It goes together. And he said, this is going to be so thick that it will cover the whole earth 
the same way. It's inseparable where the waters and the sea are. This is Paul's prayer for us, that we're going to have to to wake up and, and see that we're supposed to flow in this again. It's not about the blessings. You can you can stay in blessing and stop the flow. Okay? And what we've done is we've been looking for the blessing and we weren't interested in the flow. Amen. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? <laughs> Notice the inheritance is where? This in the, this is not inheritance for the saints. See, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. This is an inheritance that's in the saints. And so then this blessing is, is supposed to be released by the saints without measure. Glory to God. With abundant life. That would tell me that's without measure, isn't it? And what is verse 19? All of that, y'all, was in verse number 18. Come on, y'all. Just so that you will know what is the, you will know. This is stuff you're supposed to know, okay? That you may know what is the hope of his calling. That you may know what the riches of the glory and the inheritance of the saints. That you may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power uh, to us who believe. He said this power has been, it has been issued to you. It's to us. Who believe? Electricity works like this. Because you are connected to the power grid, all of the power that you need in your house is already in the house. When you go in a room and you turn on the light switch, the power that's already in the house is now being used by you in that room. When you go to the plug on the wall, the power that's in the house is now be is able to be released to you in that socket. You see how that works? Everything that you need is already in you. The challenge is when you turn the switch in or plug in the device that releases it for better use. All right, we'll go further with that since we opened that up. The power that comes into the house is more then you could use if you just grab the power by itself because it has to be it has to be brought in on a line that one 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 side of the of the plug is neutral the other side of the plug is hot if you just grab the hot and don't have the neutral then that circuit is not complete even though the power is in the house and if you grab the, 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 the two hot leads that come in together, we're going to say goodbye to you because that's too much power. But if you plug into the plug on the wall or turn the switch on the wall, then it has already been, uh, 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 it has already been dimensioned so that you can use it effectively. It's already been stepped down. See? There's a transformer outside your house that causes the power to be stepped down. It's called a step-down transformer so that the power, God's power, can now be used by you because you turned the switch on, because you plugged the right device in. You plugged in the device of prayer. You plugged in the device of, of praise. 
You completed the circuit. And now that power that's already in the house can be utilized throughout the house. Glory to God. I hope I'm painting a picture for you. Even though you're not an electrician, you understand that this light switch releases power in this room to this one specific device. This plug gives me the access that I need while I'm in this room. If I need to have an air conditioner, I can have air conditioner because I tapped into that circuit. If I need heat, I can have heat by tapping into that same circuit. See? It's already available. This is the great riches of his glory. I'm just trying to bring it down so that we can grasp it, so that we can say, okay, yes, I will enter into that room that I want to be able to utilize. Come on, y'all, come on. When the room is dark, I can't use that room. But I go into the room that I want to utilize, and I connect to that circuit. I turn on that light switch. Now I can use that room that was made for me. Come on. All of the rooms in my house were made for me. Glory. I have access to every room in the house. Amen. And I can make that room as comfortable as I want that room to be. I can control the temperature in that room. The circulation of air in that room, it's going to be, it was waiting on me to go to the place where I control it. Our mouth is what controls the the, the circuit that heaven uh, plugs us into. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. The circuit can be complete. If you are my disciples, then you will go and find ways to talk to me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My disciples deal with truth. They continue in my word. Then they will become intimate with the way to get that circuit completed to turn that light switch on. And then that light switch that they turn on because they're intimate with the truth, that light switch causes liberty from the darkness that was surrounding them, from the darkness that uh, covered that room. Now when you turn that light on, it's an interesting thing. When you turn the light on in the room, the darkness in that room leaves immediately. Amen. That's the same way God wants to have things to flow in your life. When you connect to the circuit, immediately. Glory to God. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. See, it's not about me. It's basically about when I connect to that switch on the wall, that plug on the wall. There's not my power. All I did is turn the light on. See? And once you turn the light on, now you can enjoy the light. Utilize the light effectively now. Now, in that room, You can be going in that room so that you can isolate yourself even the more with God, and you can take his word, and you can study his word and and, and look into the the word for the the situations that you're resolving in your life. 
You can use that light, that lighted room now because you connected the circuit. And God meets you right where you connect with him. Amen. He meets you there. It was a song that in my generation that was loved by uh, my mother, was loved by my grandmother. It's I come to the garden alone while the dew is still fresh on the roses. And the voice I hear while I tarry there is none other than the Son of God. See, those those hymns that 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 that, that were sung in the day they were uh, uh, hymns that invited you into a place of intimacy. You said no other no other voice is going into there. No other man can tarry there. See. No other has ever known this relationship that, that, that he and I have. Because I come to the garden alone. I come to that room alone. I come to this uh, connection alone. And notice this. I mean, I hadn't seen it. I just you know, had to think about this song. He says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still fresh on the roses. He didn't bring trouble into that garden. His whole experience was what God has already provided for him. Not the trouble that he was going through. Okay? He came to this garden, and God met him at this garden. And the joy that he shared as he tarries there. He said, nobody's known this joy. Beloved, we're going to have to get to the place where uh, we look to do that. See, this is the elevated life. The elevated life is not a life of pride. It's actually a life of surrender. I say again that the kingdom of God operates on two principles from now on. It's going to always be invitation and surrender. He invites you into the greater, and in order to enjoy the greater, you've got to give up what you had. So if you brought trouble, then give that trouble up, and you will then be able to enjoy the greater. But if you're going to complain, bellyache, murmur, then you're not going to enjoy the greater because the invitation was for you to give up that to enjoy this. Okay? So I guess it's going to require a retraining. I get that. Because a lot of times I have heard people that would go into the time of prayer and they would just complain about all the stuff that, 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 that's happening to them. I get that. I understand that. But a better way would probably be for the way he said. He said, enter in his course with thanksgiving. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his course with praise. I'm sorry. He told me how to enter, did he not? Help me, help me. If he told me to enter with praise and thanksgiving, why am I coming in there with complaints and frustration? Just as a, you know, why am I practicing that rebellion? Just as a real question. He gave me the instructions of how to enter in. Okay? And most of the time, we've been trained that when you talk to God, I mean, the devil was probably involved in that in that deal. Because after after praying for 27 times and nothing happens, then you're going to get frustrated and you're going to go get to the flesh and try to resolve it yourself, ain't you? 
Amen. See, when I should have been able to cast all of my care, cast all of my burden over on him because he cares for me. See? So then when I go into that place, I'm going in to say, you know what, God? It's not about me demanding you do something. No, I'm going to throw that away. That's why there was an outer court and an inner court. Okay? He knew you was bringing that stuff to, to where he was, but he wanted you to leave that stuff outside. Amen. Why? Because I already know that I'm coming to the God that answers. That's why he said in Jeremiah 33.3, he said, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So if I'm doing all the talking in my time of prayer, I'm not letting him give me things I don't know. I'm trying to tell him about the stuff I do know. Call unto me. That's a time of prayer. And I will answer you. And then I will show you stuff. Stuff you don't know. I I will expose to you, have a revelation given to you, that I'm the father of glory. So come and be intimate with me so that I can cause you to become pregnant with glory that will resolve every issue. Obliterate it. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. This, this is just still my, my introduction, y'all. I, I'm just, because it's just so good. It's so good. I'm, I'm going to try to go through this and, and just get you to something. All right, let's just go. I'm going to say it one more time. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verses 2 through 13. And I, go ahead and write that down um, because that's where the study is coming from. Ephesians chapter 1, verses um, 2 through, well, 1 through uh, 23. And uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses 2 to, uh, it's going to be 2 to um, through 13. Okay? We just kind of, he's saying it over and over. Okay? Colossians chapter 1. This Paul is saying to the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. There's that double blessing again in it. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying for you always. So this is not only are you double blessed, you are triple covered in prayer. Okay? Triple covered in prayer. You're wrapped up in prayer. Okay? And again, here comes the prayer. Since the day we heard of your faith in Christ, which is, and the love which you have to all the saints, and for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof we heard, whereof the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it is in all the world. And it says this truth of the gospel, it does what? It brings forth fruit, glory to God. It brings forth increase. The truth of the, the word of the truth of the gospel brings it. You didn't produce it. The word of the truth of the gospel brings it. Okay? It brings it forth, even as it does in you since the day we heard of it and knew of the grace of God and truth. As you also heard of Evers, our, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ, who declared unto us 
your love in the spirit. For this cause, here comes the prayer. For this cause, since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you. And we're going to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, in all spiritual understanding. Please underline the desire, the, the reason for the prayer is that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Underline that, please. Filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful unto every good work, and circle this part, increasing in the knowledge of God. Wait a minute. He said that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. But he says now that you're going to increase in the knowledge of God. Okay. If you're filled with it, and then there is an increase that happens after you're filled, that increase would probably be the the understanding of how to use it, wouldn't it? I was filled with it, but the eyes of my understanding was not enlightened so that I'll know something. The, the, the power came to the house. I didn't know where the light switch was. Okay? The house is full. Got all the power that I would ever need. But I'm going to have to find out where the, where the, um, where the, the switch is. See? That's what time that is. See? We're going to have to do that. See? So then as we, as we participate in the growth curve here, okay, it's going to be necessary for us to, 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 to allow God to take us down the tracks. You know, the, the, the word is a light and a lamp to my path and to my feet. The lamp is for my personal uh, space. The light is for public space. So then I'm going to have to learn how to walk what I learned in secret, in revelation. I'm going to have to now walk out in community. Light causes me to be seen by people. Lamp is my personal revelation. Okay? So it says that I'm going to be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, and then I'll begin to walk. That's public. People are going to see what he's filled me with. I'm going to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in that knowledge that he filled me with. I'm going to be strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience, with long-suffering, with, and with all patience and all long suffering, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us able, meet, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. See, he's causing me to not walk under the subjection of the power of darkness. I've been translated, came out of that. So that now what I'm going to be able to do is to enjoy the kingdom that I've been placed in. I'll enjoy the lights being on, glory to God. I'll become accustomed to the lights being on. 
I'll become uh, uh, knowledgeable in what to plug into what socket so that I can get an extension, because that's all a plug is, is an extension of the flow of power needed right now. <laughs> See? So, so, so these are the things that, 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 that he's inviting us into so that we can function correctly. But we find that sometimes believers are still trying to push through instead of living the life that has been lifted up, you see? And I, I get it. We, we've been trained in, in going up the rough side of the mountain. Because somewhere we, we thought that, you know, the, the, the things of, of, of God are, are hard. When Jesus said, my yoke is easy, burden light. I don't know why we didn't believe Jesus. We believe everybody else that says, well, the, the kingdom of God, the principles of the kingdom of God are, are hard for you to do. Even though it says very clearly in, in 1 John 5, it says, my, my commandments are not grievous. They are not hard. Okay? But we made them hard because we basically have, have, have judged God from our perspective, rather than in, in, in be invited into the greatness that he's called us to. He told Abram, I'll make your name great. He did not tell Abram, you're going to have to make your name great. Amen. In other words, see, as we are co-laborers with him, he's doing all the heavy lifting. Okay, I'll, I'll say it this way. He's already done the heavy lifting. That's why he said the work is finished. We get to enter into a finished or completed work. You, you can't be saved of your own strength. That's what it tells us. We know that in Zechariah, he said it's not by power, it's not by might, but it is by my spirit. And then we'll go and say, okay, I know I heard that, but I'm going to have to add a little something to this, ain't I, God? No, all you have to do is to go into the place where intimacy will produce glory because he's the father of that. Amen. He wants you to birth in the earth that which he fathered instead of keep wrestling with the lies that the devil has fathered. That would be one of the reasons why, you know, the things that even though we believe this is what's supposed to happen, sound like a good thing, supposed to happen, but it was it was the devil telling us, that's why it doesn't come to pass, because the devil fathers lies. He fathers uh, false expectations of fe uh, appearing real. He fathers that. He, he has to work that into your spirit so that you will be uh, uh, aloof from the things of God. That, that you won't order your life aright, uh, 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 the Bible says in, in Psalm 50. Whoso offereth praise glorifies me, and to them that the, to him that ordereth his conversation aright, I'll show him my salvation. See? He says that if I can get you to understand your conversation, your lifestyle, that's what conversation means, and you order that. You don't let yourself just wander all over the place. I don't know what God's going to do. You never know what God... How you going to never know what God's going to do when he sent his word to heal and deliver? He wants you to follow his word. 
Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, that I might not miss the mark. Yeah, that's what these say. No, he says that you will not be without a portion. That's what sin. The first, the, the, the primary definition of sin is to be without a portion. Not to miss the mark. If you are without a portion, you you can't help but miss the mark, can you? Because you don't know what you need to make it. But he's given you all things. He wants to allow the intimacy of prayer, the intimacy of worship, the intimacy of, of study. He wants that to produce in you the glory that he fathers. Okay? These are steps that are preordained that you should walk in. He gives you the victory. I'll read one more. Isaiah chapter 59. This is what I want you to know, okay? Now I might come back to this one more time because I still got a whole two pages that I haven't gotten to. Isaiah 59, verse 19. And it says, So shall there fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Okay. So he wants, your, he wants the glory of God to be in your life when you first wake up. Glory to God. Come on, y'all. Before the enemy can come up with a challenge, he wants you to already have meditated, heard the truth. He says he wants you to, they that fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory should be understood from the rising of the sun. At the beginning of sunrise, if you would, from the rising of the sun. Okay? Now, that also means from as far as the east is from the west. Because the sun is going down over here and rising up over here. It's the same sun, glory to God. It's the same sun. Okay? It's not two suns. It's one sun. And from the, from the west to the east, he wants you to know and experience that his glory is there. Okay? Right? There, there's not a time that the glory of God is not present in your life. It's not a time. But he wants you to to think about it when you first get up. Then he says this. And this is one of those verses uh, that I've come to understand that when the translation was done, it was not because in the original text, there are no commas, there are no periods. Okay, again, God's not, he's not speaking in chapter and verse. Okay? So then this one is one of those where the, the comma is in the wrong place. Not because they intended it to be. They just, by what we practice, they did that. Okay? This is what it says. When the enemy shall come in, like a flood, the Spirit of God shall raise up a standard against him. So now let's put the power back where the power is, okay? The power is not on the enemy who's coming in. The power is the flood that the Lord is going to lift up. So when the enemy shall come in, put the comma there. Like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. So then I have expectation, this glory that, 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 I, that I know about, this glory that I understand, 
This glory is so great in my life. My understanding is so illuminated for this point that I'm always looking for the flood. Amen. The flood is not a bad thing here. The flood is the thing that God's going to cause the standard to be lifted up. In the uh, Old Testament, the standard was what the children of Israel looked at. They followed the standard. Okay? They, 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 uh, each, it was 12 of them. And each one tribe had a standard in front of it. So then when praise was needed, Judah and the standard that was in front of Judah moved. And all the people moved with the standard that was lifted up. All right? So when the enemy comes in... There's going to be a flood that's going to change things. A flood always changes the landscape. Every time, all the time. Okay? A flood and the, the, the water that moves by the flood is going to change the landscape. Things that were seen will not be seen anymore. Okay? You remember how that uh, the, 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 the hurricanes and church came into Florida? And that uh, surge of water that was in front of the, the, the hurricane or behind the hurricane that came in, that, that changed the landscape, didn't it? It moved things around. So God is saying, when the enemy comes in, I'm going to rearrange things for you. There's going to be a flood of my spirit that's going to cause the standard that you should be looking at. See, we, need, we don't even need to have our eyes on the, on the enemy. We need to have put our eyes on the standard that the Lord is going to lift up. And that standard that the Lord is going to get, lift up is going to stop him and allow you to move. Come on, y'all. Okay? That, that's what he wants to do. This is, the, this is the process of walking in the glory. I'm always looking for the standard that God is raising up. I'm not looking for my attack. Don't care. Why? Because as soon as the attack comes, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. As soon as I see the attack, it's over. It cannot prosper. See? So then now, when, when the attack comes, I'm looking for the flood that the Spirit of the Lord is going to cause that standard to be lifted up. He's going to look up. Your redemption draws not. I, I need to change my gaze. See, if I'm, looking, if I'm looking in the wrong place, I'm going to walk in the wrong direction. Is that not true? So then I need to find what God is doing. I don't need to find what the devil is doing because whatever the devil is doing, God has an answer for that if I would find him. Amen. Looking unto Jesus who's the author and finisher of my faith, see, who from the joy that was set before him despised the cross, see, he had to look at the standard that was raised by the Spirit of God. For consider him that, that endured such hardship, who endured this, this, this thing that was so bad. How did he endure it? For the joy that was set before him, the standard that God raised up. So I would submit to you, beloved, that as you're facing whatever it is you're facing, know that when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. 
there's more that's in you than that which is coming at you. Again, God called us the greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Understand the elevated life. Operate in that position where your greater is going to invite you into yet greater. It's not going to invite you into better. Greater is always going to invite you into greater because it's never diminished. The elevated life is never diminished. It's going to always be available because that's the power that works in you. But the choice is yours. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and we praise you. We thank you for your word that you sent to heal and deliver. Thank you for revelations by your spirit that causes us to hear and understand that you are the father of glory and you want to birth that in us through us because we spend time with you in intimacy. Thank you, Lord, that we will be able to experience transfers, translations from the darkness into the light. We will experience transfers and translations from trouble to victory. Thank you, Father, that as you birth in us that glory, that that glory shall be revealed, and it shall bring praise unto your name, because your children grow up in honor, grow up in wisdom, and show the principalities and powers that you are truly Lord of all. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and see if there are any questions or comments about the ministry tonight. So um, we're going to give you the opportunity um, to join the call. So area code 404. Four, three, four, nine, eight, seven, two. You have the mic. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Area code four, four, nine. Excuse me, four, 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 three, four, nine, eight, seven, two. Area code four four wow four three four nine eight seven two. You have the pipe. Trouble here. No comments. Go ahead. 
Okay, let me try. Let me try one more here. Area code four four five three six seven eight two nine. You have the mic. Yes, I needed to get those scriptures uh, you was reading from Colossians, and I think it was Ephesians, if you have those scriptures I can write down. Chapter 1 of both of those. Okay, chapter 1 of both, Ephesians and Colossians. That is correct. Thank you. That was Okay, thank you. That was good information. And I'm going to find a way to get that on online, um, some kind of way so that people can... Uh, can, can get the study notes. That's good. Again, area code 312-330-4024. Uh, you have the mic. Anything, any questions or comments that you have about the ministry tonight? Okay. I just want to make sure because I was able to finally get something working with my phone here. <laughs> so um, that's what I wanted to do. All right. So, um, again, we, we, we appreciate you um, being on the call and um, – Allowing us to come into uh, your your place of listening uh, and, and and sharing the word with you, and so then we will ask that if this message has been a blessing to you, that you would go ahead and go to the uh, uh, website livedelivers.com and find the donate tab, and then go ahead and sow a seed here at livedelivers.com because that's the way that we get the bills paid and we stay on the air so that we can uh, uh, transfer information from the spirit into your hearing so that it can be transferred from your hearing into your life. Um, we're glad to do it, and then because of that, then, then, then we're agreeing in prayer that uh, of the God of all grace, as you give, it, it, it will be uh, something that you can receive from perpetually because God will be able to then uh, show his grace, show his favor to you, and you will be able to enter into that grace because he said he's able to make all grace abound towards you so that you would always, under all circumstances, whatever the situation, have more than enough for every good work and charitable donation. So we thank you uh, for participating in the exchange of the system of God that he has uh, for life as we give, uh, sow a seed into uh, the place where we heard the blessing of God. And so until the next time, next Monday, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord... Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.